What is up, Flag or Foul sports fans? I'm your host, Chris. I am back at it again with another solo episode, which has been extremely rare. Any episode's been rare, but a solo episode is especially rare, so you guys are in for a treat tonight. And today I'm going to go over two very quick topics. I'm going to go over the NBA Draft Lottery and my game of the week for each week of the NFL schedule for next season. Starting off with the NBA Lottery. The NBA Lottery, uh, of course, is held every year. It is, in my opinion, not something that I like because I think that the worst team should earn the first pick, but, you know, that's, uh, you know, I guess because, I mean, you saw in the NBA this season, multiple teams tanked anyways. So, uh, you know, despite this, uh, you know, lottery, which is made to stop tanking. But I also see the counter argument. And, you know, it is it is just kind of a fun little thing that happens every year. So anyways, so full draft order for the lottery. Um, only four teams are actually drawn. And then the rest of the five, only four teams are actually drawn with the ping pong balls. And then the five through 14 slots are only selected uh, are just selected based off of record. So at least you're guaranteed a top five pick if you have the worst record. But um, yeah, so number 14. Oop. Number 14 is the Cleveland Cavaliers. They had the best record out of the non-playoff teams, and they did not land a spot in the top four. At number 13 landed the Charlotte Hornets. Same idea. They made the, uh, or they, they played in the play-in as well as the Cavs, but did not make the playoffs. Of course, they got blown out by the, uh, not by the Pacers. Who did they get blown out by? By the Hawks. Um, the Thunder uh, at number 12, which is actually from the Clippers. So the Clippers did not move up into the top four of the Clippers pick. And the Thunder got to keep it from the Paul George trade. So they have a chance to uh, add two first round, two, two lottery picks to their team this season. Uh, you know, two of their extreme amount of lottery picks, which maybe, you know, maybe someday they'll trade for a star, but we'll see. Um, at number 11 is the Knicks. Uh, you know, that's kind of unfortunate for the Knicks that they didn't move up, but they did win a lot of games at the end of the season that, you know, made it harder for them to get the, you know, odds for the first overall pick. Eh, you know, they have an okay roster, but, uh, you know, a lot of their guys that played so well two seasons ago, uh, just for some reason, just didn't play well this season, especially Julius Randle. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see if they take a big man, maybe, to even replace him. But anyways, uh, at number 10 is the Wizards. In my opinion, the Wizards need to trade Bradley Beal as soon as they can. Uh, they end up in this same sort of position every year. They're either a fringe playoff team or a bad, uh, like like a bad playoff contender but not good enough to actually like be good in the playoffs. So they're going to just stay in this no, man, no man's land forever unless they either hit on a great prospect or trade Bradley Beal. At number nine is the Spurs. The Spurs are kind of another team to me that just doesn't have a lot of direction going on right now. Um, you know, they played in the play-in this season. Kind of crazy that so many teams from the East were better than so many teams from the West this year. It's, you know, obviously, of course, it's historically been the opposite, but uh, the Spurs just, for whatever reason, they didn't, uh, they didn't really do any, uh, you know, they haven't done really anything the past since, uh, trading Kawhi Leonard, uh, they have Coach Pop, who's obviously amazing, 
And I think Coach Pop is honestly, at this point, like hurting the organization because his coaching is too good. It gets them wins uh, where they should be, you know, they should be tanking with this roster. This roster doesn't have a lot of talent on it besides Jante Murray. Um, so we'll see where the Spurs go. The Spurs are kind of another team in no man's land. We'll see if Pop keeps coaching, but uh, it doesn't look like they're going to be able to get anybody um, to get Pop to the to championship contention before he retires. Uh, at number eight is the Pelicans. Uh, this pick is from the Los Angeles Lakers. Of course, the Pelicans actually made the playoffs. Uh, this position, you know, just shows how much of a clown show the Lakers are, of course, um, with Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis, they will most likely still be on the team next season, unless Russell Westbrook opts out of $50 million, in which case he would need to get his brain checked, um, so I expect him to opt into his $50 million, as well as... Uh, Anthony Davis to keep getting injured, and the Lakers have traded away, I don't even know how many of their consecutive first-round picks for the next few years, so they are screwed. They're going to probably end up having to trade all of their guys and just do a complete scrap and rebuild, but I'm not sure how you can rebuild without picks, so we'll see. Uh, It's the Lakers, though. They'll retool someday. So a big L for this next franchise the Portland Trailblazers. The Portland Trailblazers are just another team that I think needs to trade their star. They will never win a championship with Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard's amazing, but there's just no reason for them to be holding on to Damian Lillard like this. Uh, You know, besides him saying, you know, of course, he doesn't run from the grind, as, um, you know, as as everyone jokes, but, you know, there's, there's no reason for Damian Lillard to still be on the Trailblazers. The Trailblazers are not a good team. They were terrible without him. They're probably losing Anthony Simons, which was their, like, one bright spot this season. Uh, they're probably going to lose him to free agency. So, um, you know, there's just not anything going for the Trailblazers. You know, there's reports of them signing Zach Levine or Miles Bridges. It's not going to do anything, you know. that's not It's not going to push them into heavy playoff contention or anything. Um, you know, that's, that's basically just like kind of having, like, C.J. McCollum again. So uh, I guess Zach Levine's a little uh, – is probably better than C.J. McCollum at scoring. But, you know, it doesn't really make any sense to me uh, that they wouldn't just trade Damian Lillard. At number six is a team that I think made a good choice this year is the Indiana Pacers. I think the Pacers finally did what they should, and, you know, they were a team that had been in no man's land forever, and, you know, now they're making steps towards tanking, and, you know, that's what bad, that's what mid-franchises, you know, that's what they should do. Uh, There's no reason for you to just be stuck at 500 every single season, because that doesn't do anything for your fans besides, you know... I guess bore them really. You know, there's nothing. There's nothing in it for your fans at that point. At number five, this is a another pretty decent L. Um, is the Detroit Pistons? Pistons uh, definitely needed a a better. You know, they they probably definitely were looking for a better pick here. Cade Cunningham was good last season. He was injured for you know the first part of it, but um, I think Cade Cunningham was it. I think Cade Cunningham will be the best rookie eventually. Uh, though Evan Mobley is great, um, but we'll see. Uh, but yeah, the Pistons, they don't really have a shot at getting Chad or Jabari Smith anymore, which is kind of unfortunate for them because that would have been a great guy to kind of pair with Cade, but they'll uh, probably end up taking another guard, so we'll we'll see what they do with that. Um, and number four, a team that rarely takes any Ws, but this is a win, 
is the Sacramento Kings. The Sacramento Kings, uh, of course, made a terrible trade this season and got somehow somehow made their team worse uh, than it already you know was. So you know that was the Kings will impress us. I guess that is the one the way that the Kings can impress you is they find new ways to make their future look even bleaker. But the Kings, uh, but anyways, Sabonis was actually representing them at the lottery, and I guess he had some sort of good luck because the Kings moved up from the seven spot to the four spot, and um, you know now, now they're going to you know get a crack at one of the top top few prospects. But knowing the Kings, it'll probably be a bust. So there you go. At number three, we have the Houston Rockets. Rockets would have been number two. Uh, they moved down to number three. That's not a huge L for them. Um, you know, Jabari, uh, Smith, Bancaro, and then um, Chad are probably going to be the top three picks. So, you know, they'll get a crack at one of the big guys um, to kind of pair. They'll uh, get a crack at a big guy to pair with Christian Wood and, you know, probably a running mate for uh, Jalen Green, you know, for the rest of the future. So that's, you know, that's great for them. Um, and, you know, even though they've had a lot of problems and they've been bad this season, you know, they've had problems with Kevin Porter and Jalen Green. Um, you know, they'll, I, I think that they are at least trending in the right direction uh, because, you know, they're they're bad right now, but they have some bright spots. And, you know, if they just have a couple more bad seasons, get a couple more good players in the draft, they should be fine. And number two is the Oklahoma City Thunder. It's a big win for the Thunder, moving up from number four to number two. Not a huge jump, but, you know, Always good to get a, you know, the better the pick you have, the better. Um, so, the the Thunder are, you know, currently in a huge rebuild again, as we just touched on. They have numerous, numerous picks. Uh, we'll see if they ever trade one, trade a package of them for a star, which they definitely are set up to be able to do soon. Um, but I expect them to take a big man here. I expect them to take a... I would hope that Jabari Smith falls to the Thunder, because I think that his scoring... Uh, could be really good for Josh Giddey's, you know, with his Josh Giddey's passing to him uh, would be would be a great combo. And then at number one, we have the Orlando Magic. So fun little fact: I actually saw Jalen Suggs and Chet Holmgren play uh, in high school because I live in this area um, where they played on the same high school team at Minnehaha Academy in Minnesota. Uh, so that was, that's pretty cool. They could even, you know, rejoin each other on an NBA team, though Jalen Suggs was massively, massively disappointing last season. I could definitely see them uh, going for Chet. I don't really I don't really believe in Chet, but I couldn't really give you a reason why. Chet is an interesting prospect to me because we just haven't seen many guys like this. You know, people always compare tall, skinny guys to Kevin Durant, but that's, that's not who Chet really is. Um, you know, he's... I mean, I guess you could compare him to him, but I just don't think that would be a good comparison. I don't really see the ball. I, oh, he he is pretty good ball handling, but I don't know. Just something about Chet. It's not that he's skinny. I don't really care about that. A lot of good NBA players are skinny. It's not that. Just watching him in the in the NCAA tournament, I I don't know. Just the eye test. I just didn't see that much out of him. I just I wasn't sitting there like wow, this guy is so good, you know, he, he wasn't even really close to the best player on his own team, to be honest, you know, Drew Timmy was definitely better than him, uh, by a lot in that 
you know, NCAA tournament. So, you know, and that's not, of course, he'll be better than Drew Timmy someday, but, you know, I don't know. It just, for whatever reason, when I watch Chet, I'm just not that impressed by him. So that's all. That's the NBA uh, draft order. Just going over the top five again real quick. Number one is the Orlando Magic, two, the Oklahoma City Thunder, three, the Houston Rockets, four, the Sacramento Kings, and five, the Detroit Pistons. Moving on now, we got our next topic. We got the NFL moving on to football. The NFL released its schedule uh, a few days ago. So I'm going to be going over my game of the week for each week. Week one, uh, Cowboys, or the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday Night Football was a very difficult game to not say, uh, as well as the Broncos at the Seahawks, where Russell Wilson will be playing in Seattle uh, in his first game. So he's going to just be playing on that field again uh, for his first game, which is fun. Uh, but easily the best matchup of the week is the Buffalo Bills at the Los Angeles Rams. The whole stadium will probably be Bills fans like it always is at the Rams games, but um, and that's going to be a great game. Um, the Bills are my pick to win the Super Bowl. Um, I think that they'll finally get it done somehow this year. The Rams are still the best team in the NFC, though. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. But Buffalo Bills at Los Angeles Rams is definitely my game of the week. Thursday Night Football, open the NFL season, a great game to open the NFL season. Week two. Let's see here. So again, they come out firing. A lot of Thursday Night Football matchups are terrible a lot of the time a lot of the year uh but they they've kind of come out firing with the thursday night football matchups i'm gonna give a second straight week to thursday night football i have to go with the los angeles chargers at the kansas city chiefs and then i'll give a quick honorable mention for each week um this week's honorable mention i would say would be the uh, week week two again uh, would be the Cincinnati Bengals at the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are always A-plus entertainment, in my opinion, even though I don't like them. Um, let's see, moving on to week three. Thursday night football is the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cleveland Browns, so I think we're going to have to shy away from using Thursday night football as our game of the week. Looking at the schedule... Um, some games that I would say, uh, oh, easily the best game of the week will be the Green Bay Packers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady, two of the greatest to ever do it. That's going to be a matchup that everyone's going to want to watch. Um, I guess my honorable mention would be, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders at the Tennessee Titans. You get to see Devontae Adams. You get to see Derrick Henry, two of the game's best offensive stars. Um, but that's not even really a close second, in my opinion, uh, to the Green Bay Packers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Easily the game of the week for Game 3. And I think that the game of the week for Game 4 is also going to include the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and it will. I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for our game of the week for Week 4 on Sunday Night Football. With another honorable mention going to the Las Vegas Raiders, we have the Denver Broncos at the Las Vegas Raiders that week. 
Another another honorable mention is the Buffalo Bills at the Baltimore Ravens. You can see Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, uh, and that's gonna be that's gonna be a great series of games because Buffalo at Baltimore is the twelve o'clock uh, Central time. We're talking uh, one o'clock if we're talking Eastern. Um, the three thirty, four thirty, whatever you want to call it, game. The afternoon game, uh, Denver at Las Vegas, the one you're gonna want to see. And then Kansas City at Tampa Bay again. Sunday night football. That is easily the game of the week. Moving on, my next game of the week, I am going, uh, for week five, I'm going to have to go with the Cincinnati Bengals at the Baltimore Ravens uh, on Sunday Night Football as the game of the week. The Las Vegas Raiders are going to get yet another honorable mention with Monday Night Football. They visit the Kansas City Chiefs. The Raiders always give the Chiefs a weird amount of trouble, it, it seems, every season. Though This season... People may try to argue that the Raiders could be better than the Chiefs, though. I do not think that will happen. I think the Chiefs are going to be just fine. Even though Tyree Kill is a big offensive loss, they kind of beefed up their defense a little more. So I think that they, I think that where they uh, got worse, they made up with an improvements. Another honor, another honorable mention for weeks five. Assuming Deshaun Watson doesn't get suspended, the Los Angeles Chargers at the Cleveland Browns should be a great game. Two of the best young quarterbacks in the game. Week 6, the game of the week for week 6, easily, easily, will be the Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. It seems like the Bills play at Kansas City like every single season to me. Um, I don't know why, it just kind of seems how it always plays out. Um, And then for my honorable mention, I will give it to the Denver Broncos at the Los Angeles Chargers. These... All the AFC West teams are just such A-plus entertainment. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, no other... I, I Another honorable mention could be Dallas at Philadelphia, but on Sunday Night Football, that's always a good one. But I would say Denver at Los Angeles would be my prediction to be a better game uh, to watch. Now we have Week 7. For my pick for Game of the Week, I'm going to go with... Cleveland at Baltimore. This is not a great week for games, so I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns at the Baltimore Ravens um, as the game of the week for that. And then my honorable mention is Sunday Night Football. The Pittsburgh Steelers visit Tyreek Hill and the Miami Dolphins on Sunday Night Football, like I just said. That is week seven. Week seven is probably the weakest slate of games that I've seen thus far as far as entertainment value. As we move on to week eight, we get a couple of we, we started getting some juicier games again. Um, I'm gonna go with game of the week: the Green Bay Packers at the Buffalo Bills on Sunday Night Football. Aaron Rodgers versus Josh Allen, a, cr- two crazy arms going against each other. Um, and I'm going to go for my honorable mention. I would say the Baltimore Ravens at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We get to see Lamar Jackson play against Tom Brady. Um, and then my other honorable mention, which is very close, uh, would be San Francisco 49ers at the Los Angeles Rams. Those games are always good. Those teams are always great. I think I'm actually going to keep the episode at 20 minutes today. Um, so I'll give the rest of the NFL season. I gave the first eight weeks. I'll give weeks nine through, uh, week 18 now with 17 games. So I'll give weeks nine through 18 next 
very soon. Possibly tomorrow. Tomorrow we are releasing an episode. It'll be the first time we released episodes on back-to-back days in maybe ever, um, which is a great, great thing. We're starting to get back on the grind uh, with the conference finals of the NBA coming up. Uh, a lot of NBA talk. Um, we're going to go with top 10 players remaining in the playoffs tomorrow. We're going to talk about the Patrick Beverly and Chris Paul beef. And we're going to talk about predictions for the rest of the playoffs. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I am Chris, and this is Flagger Frow Sports.